I want to go over some things that I want to go over. So, um, okay, so one thing I want to go over is in the past, I kind of want to get to where I'm at right now. So in high school, I was a really good student and I um, was a really good student. I studied and everything and, uh, you know, I met this person and then I was very weird. I got married to that person. I should have not done that. So anyway, I got married to that person and then I was married for like five years and I became a dental assistant. I worked in the dental office and um, after that, it was like... It was not really satisfying like it seemed like that was the wrong person everything about them was kind of like the wrong person you know so they were chinese by the way so i have this really weird feeling about this the new news of the ftx or whatever i kind of understand because they were chinese that's what happened but basically um this person me and them were not compatible and then after that time period after you know all that dental assisting, preparing into the dental. It's really good. So, 2020 hit, and then when 2020 had hit, I um, basically I retrained as a massage therapist became a massage therapist and then massage was so weird like I had this working interview and there was this guy he was the dude I had to do the massage for for the job and I did the massage for him and he was like drunk I could smell the drunk I don't drink at all so I could smell it on him and so he had drink something obviously and I did the working interview he did hire me but I went through the one day of work like the training and then I just left because I didn't really feel you know so comfortable in that job but anyway um i didn't really feel comfortable in that job as just you know it just was really weird i think like as a professional spa and then him being there at the professional spa it just it's not you're not supposed to do that you know but anyway um massage was not a good idea after dental assisting dentist i didn't really want to do that either but anyway massage was not that a good idea and so i went and trained up to do a real estate to become a real estate agent and then once i trained as a real estate agent i um i did i passed one test the other test i missed by one point and so i didn't want to retake it because i know it's just the the, the question that i got wrong was not in the the in the class that i had taken for real estate it was not in the class and it was like intentionally left out Washington state laws were intentionally left out of that class. It was just to make money at Century 21. So I was like, okay, there, this is a scam then. This this real estate from Century 21 is a scam. I'm not gonna do that. I know, yes, I could have studied their laws, but I didn't know, I don't have family there. But, oh my God, this is so good. Yeah, basically I did real estate. And then I was thinking, I'm like, you know, I was a really good student. What did I want to do? I wanted to be a doctor. And I, I realize now it's just like a desire or passion. And it's not good to follow this desire or passion. 
But anyway, in massage, what I did, I continued on after working at an office. And then um, I went and made my own spa. I worked for myself to see if there was a difference. And there was a difference. It seems like the larger companies don't do anything if there is some sort of like harassment or anything happening, even the manager or the, the clients. The massage people didn't um, do anything about that. And it looked like I was the problem, but I was obviously not the problem. But anyway, I have my own spa. I It's more better. People are like more um, reliable, you know? And I have my own spa since um, 2021. And what happened is, um, what happened is that, um, what is it? So I still have it, but I'm getting a new location for it to see if maybe it will work out in a new, new location because the existing location has already like 10 therapists in that area and they're all independent people. So I just, I don't know, I think the location would change and the marketing is going to change, you know, and I have created all the email list, all that. I did all of that for Akai Spa. But now what I'm doing is um, I am, I have created an online store. So basically... I'll let you know. Basically, the online store is a clothing store, so it has different clothing and stuff. And um, I just want to let you know that when people order from the online store, it's not sent to some factory to do it. It's not sent to Shopify or Amazon or anything to deliver it. Um, it is all done in-house. So the email newsletter, I have done it. It's in-house. Um, you know, all the packaging, mailing, shipping, customer service, everything is done in-house. So I am doing all of that. It's not done by like Amazon or, you know, whatever you may think of manufacturer somewhere in India, you know. It's done by me. So by me, and then I will need to get a team to help me. But basically everything is done by me. So choosing the clothing, shipping it, customer service, the website, it's a square up website right now. I did the website. So every single thing is done by me. I didn't hire anybody to do anything for the clothing brand. And even for Akai Spa, I didn't hire anybody to do the WordPress website. I know some companies have a WordPress guy that knows WordPress and it's not that hard to do that. So. I did. I had WordPress. I didn't like it, so I did Square Up instead. And even Shopify may be better, but but anyway, everything is done by me. The only thing is, the some photos are similar jackets that the model has similar jackets to ours, but you could say 100% of it is, is done in-house. So you're not like clicking an order and somebody in China is fulfilling it. There's no fulfillment center in Washington. The fulfillment center is me, so it's gonna be here in my home. So just letting you know, so some people are like, oh, it's just gonna be outsourcing to China or this. No, I did the email list, the script for a year is done by me. Akai Spa script is done by me. The clothing script is done by me. The distribution, every, everything, everything is done by me. So shipping and stuff so yeah <clears throat> the pr rates are also set by me i think 
based on my little calculation, like a three month period and one third of the items and this, this, that, five items divided by the cost per month, I had set those based on what I had calculated. So it's based off my calculations. So yeah, it's, it could be affordable. Some people said it's really, really affordable for that to, for as a clothing rental. But I'm like, hey, this is what I calculated and based on the market, this is the right price to do. I know some of these companies have put like $100 a month, one month rent and you could rent many months. But it's like dresses that are like $5,000 and if you damage this, you're gonna have a big, big amount that you owe them. So like, you know, or like, like a $80 or something for just renting this or, you know, there's these really high rents for clothing but mine's more of like an everyday wear slash professional wear so it's yeah it's a little bit different from what's existing out there but um yeah but it's all done in-house i'm not having anybody even do the website so some people were like oh she must do the website or not do the website or she must not do the shipping <laughs> or she must not do this or she must not do that i made the you know the emails they're all set I made all of the the little forms or packet things to put in the baggies. I made all of this, the return labels. I do all of that, so that's that's why it's great. But anyway, I think let's look, move aside that because not everybody loves clothing like me, but there are some people who do. But anyway, um, what I want to say is that um, you know I I have this like feeling of like 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, 2024, 2025. 2025 I think this is a very important period since 2020 to now it's a very important time to post content develop personal branding for people who don't have a brand or who are building up a, um, a, a brand for a company this time period is very important to build up your personal branding you as a person or you as a brand and the next time period so after personal branding is developed is to focus on your company so that could be sourcing, that could be emails, that could be marketing, that could be whatever it is. But marketing actually was the wrong time to do in the previous two years since I had done some marketing for Akai Spa. I have done some prior marketing. I've made my app as well and did some marketing for that. But that was not the right time period to do marketing. That's the right time period. If you want to really get into there, you want to build your personal brand or build the business brand and just build it up. Marketing is mostly the second two year period. So from now to 2024 is the marketing period. That's the period where people are gonna get back to doing their daily lives, plus they're gonna find new brands because they're switching because of whatever reason. So they're switching because of the employer or the manager, whatever it is. Um, this new period is very important period for marketing and you could still develop personal brand in this period, but that was best in the previous period before those people will be ahead of you but if you still have to start developing personal brand in this next two period two-year period that's still fine but it's just that's what I think that's what I'm kind of thinking so personal brand is the first two years and then the next two years is marketing yourself marketing for brand marketing whatever you want to market but um, Actually, something was shocking to me <clears throat> so I grew up before high school I was like as a kid to high school I was a Ukrainian 
I was born in Ukraine and I moved over to America and then we moved to Kent and Featherway and then back to Kent and we did some moving as kids, you know, but I ha I'm now living in Seattle, you know, I'm grown up and everything, but uh, I drove by Kent and Featherway and I realized this is like a really, not a really low income community, but like a, like the mindset is completely flipped in the suburbs you know I don't know if you guys understand this but I feel like I'm driving through this like desert <laughs> every time I drive out of the city I feel like I'm driving in the desert or like in the like in this isolated uh, Amish community that lives in Federal Way or Kent or that lives in <laughs> Everett you know I feel like this is like the weirdest thing like my mind is just like ah. I get like anxiety when I drive in the, in the outsides, you know, the outsides of the city. But anyways, uh, I was driving in Kent, the childhood home that I had grown up and I drove by and I'm like, wow, my neighbor, I remember every neighbor here. Yeah, I was like two years old, but I remember everybody here. Two, three, oh no, I was like eight, eight and under. But anyway, I remember everyone in that community and I'm like, wow, they still live here, they still live here, they still live here. And it is good if you still live here, but like, do you have a real estate portfolio? You know, I've grown up 20 years, 20 years has passed. Did you get a real estate portfolio? Did you become a celebrity? Are you, you know what I mean? This community is, is harder to get, like, like, get to where people want to go. You know what I mean? Like you wanna have a real estate portfolio, it's hard to stay in this type of community because this mindset of their neighbor's mindset, the postal office mindset, the teacher's mindset, the everyone in that community every single person from the cashier to the house everybody that mindset is just like engraved in them and i'm i have like this anxiety like i just i feel like nothing changed you know that's that's very sad so i i think like nothing changed in that community they're all maybe there is one or two person who has a a summer house or i got a boat because i work at amazon but like you know <laughs> like you know, I don't know, like here in Seattle, you could you have way more people you could talk to neighbor-wise. You have way more easier way to get to the airport or to get to places. We have all of the resources. We have all the lifts. We have Ubers here. We have restaurants and massage services. We have hair, nail, anything you need, it's very close to you. In Kent, just to get a hair done, it's like you have to drive 10, 15 minutes away. To go to a restaurant 10, 15 minutes that way or 20 minutes even. 20 minutes to get to a restaurant. To get to the store, it could be 30 minutes. So some places is closer, eight minutes, but still some other places, 15 minutes. So just the general community, like the, the connection there is like way spread out and it's less connected. Here in Seattle, we're like, everything you need is really close to you. You need something, it's right there. You need lift, we have it. We need a new product, somebody made it because we live in the city, we know what we need. In the suburbs, like, like there's a chef app that I would never have fallen upon if I didn't live in Seattle. And if I lived in Kent still, I mean, maybe I'm still delivering food, like not delivering food, but getting food delivered and getting, you know, these things. And it's, it's like, there's, we want new stuff in the city. We want a chef. We have a chef app yet on that app. There's no Seattle person. I want a chef in Seattle and there's nobody on there. So I'm like, okay, there needs to be a new app who tell the chefs to go on my app. That's what I need to do because the chefs are not going on the existing apps. For some reason, the chefs are splitting themselves apart from it. But anyway, um, apart from that, I think probably it's because they're treated like employees in that app versus 
sole proprietors or their own companies. If they were their own companies, they would love that app, but they're not. So there is no chef in my area on five apps on the app store. So that's a problem. But I wouldn't find that problem if I didn't live in Seattle. But if I still lived in Kent or Federal Way, I wouldn't have thought even oh chef app. We don't even need it in that area. Here we do need it. In Seattle we do need it. There are people who most people do order just same thing delivery, but some people do want a chef or like a new set of chefs that they could check through and you know what I mean? They could go through them and, and test them out and see who they like. But I think like the suburbs really give me this like like bumpy skin and like you know what I mean? Like that feeling of like oh I'm cold. You know? It gives me this feeling of like like it's like it's like a different part of the brain you've never seen, but like a different part of people that you've never seen. And then you just go to the suburbs and you'll see all that. You'll see people running around and being violent and all these things in the suburbs. So it's, uh, I think people say the city has violence. Yes, city can have one or two violence, but I think the suburbs has majority of people who, th their mind probably feels like isolated from everybody and like, the community is just like way spread out and the churches are smaller and there's less people less resources ubers it's longer to get an uber it could take 20 minutes to get your uber seattle two minutes to get an uber that's how much times 10 10 or divided by 10 or 10 of a difference from kent to here times 10 difference it's not times one or two or three like based on house values it's times 10. the city is times 10 better than the suburbs 10 times so it's because it's exponential if you have five people in your church in kent or 10 people versus here you have 500 it's not 500 it's like a, it's like on the exponent it's almost like n to the fourth in the city or n to the fifth we have a higher like connection rate higher probability of business higher of everything resources so it's i don't know i don't know why i got involved into the suburbs but i just i my brain was like shocked you know like the people still live there and then there's new people who moved into that area and the new people are from like the other cities or other other states or whatever but i'm i'm just like having anxiety like oh my god like they're like if you go on zillow and you look up seattle we have various living styles we have apartments we have condos we have penthouses we have huge houses we have condominiums we have all these different things we have like even waterfront properties and in the suburbs they don't have waterfront they're isolated from that they don't really have a mall in that area specifically they don't even have like there's too many things they don't have they don't have the experience of being a sky rise in the city they have they don't have that experience you know they don't have that lifestyle they don't have the the easier like apps the possibility of becoming viral they just too many things they don't have in the suburbs and it's just i feel like sad i'm like why is it that city keeps like i don't know I, I i thought there was nothing wrong with them i grew up there i was a kid and i was like oh this is fine but driving by i'm like wow maybe people intentionally want to live like that you know maybe that's all i could think of or they just don't have enough money to live in the city they haven't matured enough they haven't calmed their emotions down and they haven't thought business 24 7 maybe they've not changed their their mind you know like their actual thinking so maybe there's something not wrong with them but maybe they just 
choose not to whatever it is like my my father he lives in that area he chooses not to learn english because he's too prideful of his language he's too prideful of himself i choose to learn as many languages that i can understand because hey i want to speak to more people i want to i can understand it it's way easier for him he chooses not to learn english he chooses not to be good at this or that you have to practice it you have to be wanting and understanding you can't be biased toward i think in the cities the biggest it's like there's a line between the city and the suburbs the line is people who are in the suburbs south of seattle they are biased toward ethnicities oh you're asian i don't like you oh you're indian i don't like you oh you're ukrainian i don't like you you know so ethnicity biases and that's an emotional slash mental thing i would consider this a disorder personally if i was a doctor i would consider this a disorder like a mental disorder that you don't like other ethnicities but anyway um ethnicities you're biased toward you know if you're a billionaire you're a business person you work with anybody who is also doing business you can't be biased so biased on things like that also learning and practicing and striving all the time that is also a, a, a trait those people below that line in the suburbs do not have that trait they don't want to learn they don't want to study they don't work on what their problems are or they don't delve into what they're good in and expand it they don't encourage others to expand it so they like negatives all around them they're negative atoms all around it's almost like we're the central atom the city is the central atom the central core the nucleus the suburbs is like the um the electrons that move around some are positive some are negative but none, none make it into the central atom the city is the central atom so these out central atom is honest we understand we care about ethnicities other ethnicities we don't it doesn't necessarily make a difference it's just you need to do business you need to not be biased but uh, basically the outside of this central atom these people like you know they sometimes are biased toward uh, ethnicity if they're not biased maybe they're hindering other businesses you know making some negative things happen maybe they um don't let other people grow whatever it is but there are some core problems that the, everything around the central autumn is, but inside the central autumn, inside the Seattle, we're doing better, but the mind, mentally. But outside, there is some thing. It's not one outlier. It's I think the entire region outside of the central city has an issue. So I think that's that's one way of I think clarifying of what I felt like when I went to the suburbs. It's not necessarily my childhood home. It's just. <clears throat> just too many things outside that i'm like maybe it's because they're immigrants or maybe there are some people who are american too or you know english and and they they like they have the one or two traits that i've mentioned and so then that's why they live in the suburbs like my cousin also lives in the suburbs and he has one of those traits so i know he has that trait and he's not going past the suburbs because he he has making a lot uh, for the suburb area but he's not passing a threshold because of these one or two traits. But anyways, yeah, that's...
Now, if you, you know if you look up suburbia on YouTube, if you look it up, there is like a lot of like a lot of people who like um and say, oh, suburbia this and suburbia that and suburbia this and suburbia that. You know, there's all this suburbias and scared and like you can't, there's no cameras in the suburbia. It's not safe sometimes, not safe because cameras are safe apparently. But there's no cameras there. Um, you know, there's all these different things like you could walk to school and from and there's no camera on your path to there and back. It's not safe there. But yet immigrants are sent there, you know. I, I think like, as an immigrant, I really wish I was sent to some proper community, you know, but that's apparently where I, as a person, that's my, my level of achievement, even though I was a baby, but I didn't really feel like I can't be judged because I'm a baby and this is my level of achievement. You know, I'm obviously a very good person. You know, I'm obviously very, you know, as kind as possible. And it's like, I don't know, someone choosing where you live or whatever, it's not necessarily something that's fair you know so it's i don't know oh because of war because of this or because of that you know it's it's like you know like i maybe want to stay there maybe i want to move somewhere else you know i think as a kid you're just you want to be where you feel comfortable and i didn't really not feel comfortable in suburbia but i knew there were problems i didn't know why but i knew there was some problem in suburbia and then i also knew there's problems in the city but i i now i know the city looks at them as like they're very like underprivileged or something but yet i don't understand why i would be moved to an underprivileged community as an immigrant when i moved here so i i felt like that didn't make any sense like there was an obviously problem with that but anyways yeah that's yeah i know you guys will be like wow she doesn't seem too happy but i'm a little bit upset about a few things like that you know like i no matter how business is going no matter how i'm doing that or social media or whatever but it just I don't know i think like when you grow up and you realize this is what happened you kind of like wow that entire community i'm like ew and even the city sometimes i'm like wow the people here think they're kings and queens like you literally live in a little house that grandma lived in you know and and i've seen different real estates in different states and it's huge places everywhere around the world and even in seattle we don't have that in the general community and even here it's like sardines in a box like I don't, I don't know i just i just try to keep this to myself but but basically i don't know i think there's there's obviously a probably a better like community you know or like a better home or a better mall or something better than even seattle like i think seattle must be the best but i don't know i mean if you like like people running everywhere and then there's like homeless is just out on the streets but if you live in the apartment there's no homeless there it's i don't know it almost feels like it's like a like mentally like it feels like like some people are mentally there and some people are mentally not like you're walking around and you're like okay you know i did my spa i did my this did the app outsource found a team this that and then there's still some people who are like running around and doing drugs or running around and just stealing bicycles in seattle you know the seattle the house is a million dollars and people are still stealing bicycles for me that's just like what does what happened you know it's i know exactly what the issue is what you'd have to do is don't allow renting don't put apartments in the city only houses are only for a million plus homes in in switzerland nobody there is homeless you need a half a million dollars or more to live in switzerland 
so there's no homelessness there. In Seattle, we allow all the way up to renting. Renting is really close to being homeless. Even at apartment is like, it's really like lower. There are some landlords who are like, you know, I own the apartments and I live here, but still I'm saying in a city, if you want to re reduce it, just have houses everywhere, million plus, you know? But basically there is obviously some issues with the city and the city is okay with having all these diverse incomes. And they're like, no, this is more better but it's probably because the city makes this much money and they they don't even have a house themselves so it's you know i don't know it's it's just really weird i think there's just too many problems that i think there's probably a better city to go to you know because i've had some negative experiences even in the city with other businesses like they're like on this app called alignable and they're like oh hey trying to sell me things hundreds of people are in this mindset of hey we're still making a hundred thousand or below and we're trying to sell whoever we talk to some product oh, product whether it is a like a, a lotion or whatever it is oh i'm a doctor but they still have this mindset the mindset i'm like very scared of this mindset and there's people surrounding where i live who think like this you know and it's um they obviously don't make more than a hundred thousand dollars a year but uh, that mindset, I don't know if they know, but it's, um, they come out, out of an area of need. Every single other person they're, they're contacting is out of a source of need or out of source of need, need. There's no friendship connection. They're, even in, there's some TikTok people, there's no friendship connection. It's just selling you something, selling you something. You wanna have a friend? No, she wants to sell you something. So it's, you can't even have a friend with on TikTok, you know? So it's like, okay, that's fine, I'm okay. These people in Seattle don't want to have friends. That's fine. That's that's their problem. These people on TikTok they want to have friends. That's fine too. But what I'm trying to say is that this mindset is like selling, 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 selling stuff. And it's the people in this Seattle area. Like the neighbor, he doesn't know that I have an app on the app store. He doesn't know that I have a team in India. He doesn't know that I have a spa. He doesn't know that I have an online store. He doesn't know anything else that I'm doing, stocks, you know, or whatever else that I'm doing. He doesn't know. He doesn't do, know that I'm doing social media. So there's a lot of things that I'm doing that I, I think probably I might be the outlier. I might be the one who's like doing all these things and no one else here, like I'm getting sweating now. <sighs> but anyway, it might be that maybe, maybe I'm the outlier because even in my family, they like look at me like, oh, Larissa, we love you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, why? Just give up your belief that you are the best, no matter what religion or ethnicity you are, and just partner with anybody. People anywhere, you could partner with anybody. So anybody who is also credible just like you. If they also have YouTube, you have YouTube because it could be credible partners. But what I'm trying to say is that I think probably, which is I hope it's not this, but it could be, probably the other people in the area, they don't have an app of their own, they haven't sourced a team, developed it, designed it, they haven't made a spa, developed it, designed it. They ha Some people are spa owners, but they're very like circular to themselves and they don't have social media even. So, you know, it's, I think just like, I, I've already like jumped. I feel like I've jumped, like imagine I was like right here in the suburbia, I've right here, I've jumped a little and most people are still down here and I've jumped a little bit up. So I've jumped a little bit up and like some people are not like at that level. And I think it's, it's just understanding level. It's not necessarily financial level, but it's understanding like basically, basically, um, what is it called? Basically, um, you know, delegating, 
creating a team, being a leader, making a product, designing, going into the media, making email lists, uh, making the Google ads, Facebook ads, Instagram boosts and whatever, all these not things. Um, you know, just too many things that I've, I've like, I've went through and I'm like, okay, this is better than a, a four-year degree, but I think the mindset I've learned is very important that I think the four-year degree would not teach you this mindset. The four-year degree would just teach you, do what needs to be done, do what needs to be done. I'm in more of the creator, leader, developer, partnership mindset. And I think this mindset is like, some other business owners, they're not willing to partner with me. And I'm like, hey, what if we make a spot together, we, we partner, no. What if we make an app together, no. So I'm like, okay, I'll make my own app. I'll have just employees. These people are just willing to be employees or be their own owners. They don't know what a partnership is. Half these people, maybe more, don't know what a partnership is. They don't know what a, a real like group community is. They don't know what a, they don't know. They don't know how to lead. Like I just, um, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm just like shocked. So that's the heater in the back you're hearing. But yeah, I'm just shocked they don't know how to partner, they don't know how to have a team, they don't know how to create value within themselves, they don't know how to just, you don't just need stuff from people. You could be like, hey, do you want a job? Be in the positive side, offer people jobs, offer people um, referral um, amounts, you have to be in the positive as much as you can. or. Because on the negative, you're just like, oh, will you buy this for me? I need your money. I need your money. I need your money. The whole entire community around me, I need your money. I need your money. I mean, need your money. And that probably does work if you make a hundred thousand. This is like the mindset, the employee slash out of a lack mindset. But I don't know necessarily the right word to explain it. But the um, Like if you look at people, okay, I think this is the right way of explaining it, okay? Do you know Iman Gatsi? I made a video about him and I know it's about him or whatever, but in his thing, in his channel, he had said that I, 80% of the time, which is majority of the time, he's sourcing contractors, which means that he's taking, hey, will you work for me for cheap? Will you work for me for cheap? Will you work for me for cheap? Will you, will you work for me for cheap, you know? He's doing all that and it's it's like um it's kind of a problem because for him because that takes 80 percent of his time he has the work and he makes it cheap work cheap he's sourcing it sourcing is is like you're basically telling people hey will you work very cheap for me will you work very cheap for me he's putting people down putting people down putting people down everywhere he goes and it's a big people who are being put down by him so big group of people don't like him in that area so what I know is that I know what a partnership is. You're a team, you're equal. A founder, your team, you're equal. So I know that most people would rather take a higher paying job than being treated down like that. Like, hey, you want to work $400? I'll pay $200. I'll pay $300. They, they just undercut everything. So people would rather take an honest, more reputable job. And so I realized what I did. I'm like, okay, I know every single corporate person in America who thinks they're, oh, they're doing good or... You know, you need to have the billionaire mindset instead of this corporate mindset, Iman's mindset and this aspect. So I found a person, I'm like, okay, we're gonna have our own partnership. We're gonna have a brand together. You are responsible for your team, sourcing, hiring, finding, whatever it is. I'm responsible for my team, front end, anything I need front end. 
So in this sense, it's best because of what Iman said. He's putting people down like this. Even other corporate people are putting people down. When you put people down like this, it's very bad. So he will offer way more better amount. Like we have partnership. We have nice split between our business and our business of who gets which, like which part of portion of income from our own salaries. So he is now reputable more and I'm more reputable as well. This is what a billionaire would do versus just like cheap, 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 cheap. You're doing now a, a hard task and it's almost impossible to do that large scale forever. Iman knows that, but he doesn't know that basically me and him with my partner, my own partner that I have, um, he can source whoever he wants, his friends and family, he could give them way more better salaries, like almost Microsoft level salaries. And he will be sourcing all that. His friends and family will get good jobs, very good jobs. They won't be having to be treated like that by Iman. So Iman kind of did a problem, but then he also did something good because I know what the workaround that is. With my mind right now, I know what the workaround is. And that's what the only way you could go around what Iman's doing and all these other corporate people. There's hundreds of thousands of people who are doing exactly what they're doing and this is wrong. So only a billionaire would know the workaround. And I know I have that mindset. I've met a billionaire before, so I know. So basically, yeah, something what Iman Gatsi said is not the best, but um, I would say in this regard, like I'm probably right. <laughs> so it's, this is the best alternative to what he's doing. That would be second option, but preferably don't enter the field if that's your option. Preferably you want a founder or somebody else with you to work as a team and equally. But anyway, um, yeah, so I think this is all I want to say today, but yeah, it's just suburbia and then there's like the Iman and my childhood, there's a lot of different things I went over, but like, I kind of want to go over because I feel like most people are like, oh, she's just probably outsourcing this for drop shipping or whatever the hell is happening over there. But no, I'm not drop shipping. I'm not doing that, you know? So yeah. And yeah. Basically that is it. And then I'll see you in the next video.